and give God praise this morning. Come on and give Him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Come on, let's clap our hands unto Him. Let's lift our voices unto Him. We praise the mighty name of Jesus. We praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody here that can thank God for the blood of Jesus. Is there anybody here that can thank God for the word? Is there anybody here that can thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Bible tells me, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. We ought to do that right now. We ought to magnify Jesus and exalt Jesus. Worship Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we give you praise. We love you, Lord, and we give you praise. Welcome to Tree of Life Church. We give all of our guests a great big hand clap. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank the Lord. We're so glad that you are in the house of the Lord this morning. And I feel the moving of the Holy Ghost in this place. I can feel the presence of God in this house. And we're looking forward to a good time in the word of the Lord. How many appreciate what the Lord is already doing in your midst, in your life, in this place? Hallelujah. I think we ought to just entertain it a little while longer. Let's just lift up a hand to heaven. Come on, give him a wave offering right now. Thank him for the moving of the Spirit of God. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. For you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We're so thankful for all who have gathered here today. In the name of the Lord. We're going to go directly into the word of the Lord this morning. And uh, I want to turn your attention to the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. And we're going to begin reading at the 7th verse. 1 Kings chapter 19 beginning with verse number 7. Amen. I want to say it's good to see Brother and Sister Heiser here this morning. God bless you. God bless you. All the way from Brunswick, Georgia. Amen. And we're glad that they're here today. And uh, it's just, it's good to be with the people of God worshiping the Lord together in the beauty of holiness. There's something about coming together. And we had no idea when 2020 started that that very concept of coming together was going to be challenged. But yet it was. And it makes you appreciate it all the more, being able to gather together. And uh, the apostle said to, to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I'm going to tell you something. I see the day approaching. Woo. I can, it's like you look out on your front yard and you see the day approaching. And, uh, and we're there, ladies and gentlemen, and so it's important to gather together. And I want to thank everyone who may not be able to be here in this service, who are watching live stream. Thank you for gathering with us. Amen. God is in this place, and he's with you today in Jesus' name. 
We're looking forward to those who will be joining us at 11.30. But to, to the word of the Lord we go. 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning with the 7th verse. The angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. He said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering end of the cave. Behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. When thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Haziel shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning on the subject overcoming intimidation. Overcoming intimidation. Can we just lift up our hearts unto the Lord, our voices one more time, ask his blessing upon this service. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the spirit of the Lord that we feel. We thank you for your word. God, we are your people, and you are our God. We worship you and only you. And we pray today in the name of Jesus that you would move in this house, strengthen us, and edify us, the body of Christ, with your holy word. We give you all praise and glory in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Let's clap our hands one more time unto God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Jesus took Peter, James, and John away to a mountain and was spending time with them. They were what you may call the inner circle of, of the disciples of Jesus and he spent a lot of time with Peter, James, and John. He gave them access to many of his great miracles. And one of, the, one of these moments, of course, is at what we would call today the Mount of Transfiguration. When they came to this place, the Bible says that, that Jesus literally transfigured 
before them. And, and, and his figure changed. He, 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 whatever that means. He was elusive. He was something changed. He, his figure changed. And, and not only did his figure change, which would have been a remarkable experience in and of itself. But while his figure changed, he was joined on that mountain with Moses and Elijah. Moses makes sense to join Jesus because Moses was the great prophet who led the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of 400 years of slavery, into what was a mass exodus and a whole book dedicated to the story, to the account. Moses, of course, then brought the law of God to the people, receiving it in the holy mountain, speaking to a voice from a burning bush, a great prophet of God. But Elijah stood there on the other side of Jesus. He was joined both with Moses and Elijah. Elijah represented the prophets of the Lord. He represented those who were moved, the Bible says, with the Holy Ghost. And spake, they spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And they spoke inspired words. The prophecy of the scripture came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And Elijah represented that whole collection of people we call Prophets of the Lord. When Jesus was on the cross, he made several statements. One statement that he made was a statement that nobody in that moment could interpret. They didn't know what he was saying. He cried with a loud voice and said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. This was to be interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But when they heard him cry out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, they believed that he was calling for the prophet Elijah. The reason they believed this was because it was foretold that the prophet Elijah would return. And that he would turn the hearts of the people to God. And, and Jesus explained, you're looking for a literal Elijah. But you need to understand that Elijah has already returned. When John the Baptist, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, said, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said that is when the prophet Elijah returned to turn the hearts of the people to God. Elijah is a central figure in the scriptures concerning the prophets of old. And so when we look at his life, his ministry, it is, it is truly one of the most amazing life stories accounted for in the word of God. We see that the prophet Elijah was just, the Bible says, he was of the inhabitants of Gilead. There was no real lineage that, that, that you could tie him back to. That, that you could say this man was from this particular lineage, but, but he was of the inhabitants of Gilead. He was a little nondescript. That's just like God. To pull somebody out of total obscurity. To pull somebody out of, of the seeming blue, if you please. 
and just say, I'm going to use them. I'm going to anoint them and appoint them and set them apart for my glory. Oh, hallelujah. And here comes Elijah. Elijah had a unique experience with the Lord. Elijah was fed miraculously, physically fed miraculously by God. The Bible says the Lord planted him by a brook, the brook Kidron, and said, you stay here until the brook dries up. As long as this river is flowing, you are to be right here. This is your water source. There are some people who leave their water source prematurely. They want to get out of some kind of a situation, and God says, no, there's still water flowing. This is my divine provision for you. And the Lord said, I will send the ravens to feed you. Elijah sat by a brook called Kidron and waited for the ravens to bring him food. The Bible says the Lord commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. That is an amazing reality. The Lord commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. He was divinely provided for physically. He was miraculously provided for concerning his physical needs. Not only did the Lord command the ravens to feed Elijah, but when the brook dried up, the Lord said, all right, the brook is dried up. I'm sending you on. And he said, but don't be afraid. I have commanded a widow to feed you. So not only have I commanded the raven, but I've also commanded the widow to feed you. You know, it's interesting, these these unique circumstances the raven is a is a animal that the bible considers unclean it's a it's a it's a, a, a voracious consumer of all things it's indiscriminate in what it eats and it's unclean it is the most unlikely of food sources that god would provide and yet the lord said i've commanded the raven to feed you you know you know th there are circumstances you go through life that that are of a ravenous nature of, a, of indiscriminate nature, a nature that you would never believe that this could bless me. And God said, I've commanded it to bless you. Those things that you don't even believe have the ability to bless you, God commands them to bless you. You may look at it and say, I don't see any value in this. I don't see any good coming from this. And the Lord said, don't underestimate my blessing. I will command the things you would never dream are capable of blessing you. I will command them to bless you. I'm talking about a commanded blessing. And so when the Lord told him to get up and go, and I've commanded a widow to bless you. This is a woman whose life had been ravaged. By the loss of her husband. It left her in financial straits. That she was unable to negotiate. She, she thought for sure she was about to die. And, and that's who God is going to use to bless me. She didn't even know she had been commanded to bless Elijah. The Lord had commanded her. And she didn't know she was under the command of God to bless Elijah. Elijah walked up to where she was and the Bible said here she he comes to Zarephath where she lives and she's at the gate gathering sticks and he lets her know you got a blessing for me she lets him know I don't got anything 
He said, but the Lord has let me know that you are the carrier of my blessing. I remember my great-grandfather writing about when he would travel the nation and the world and would preach the gospel. He didn't have any money. He was like Peter, silver and gold, have I none? But he would get on trains and take them to, to places that would connect him to other trains. And he didn't have money for his connecting trips. And he would get on the train and say, okay, Lord, who have you commanded to bless me? And he would walk about the train until he felt the Lord's guidance as to who was commanded to bless him. And, and he would go to them and say, the Lord has placed it upon your heart to bless me. And they were commanded of the Lord to bless him. And he would get around this nation. He was a Persian immigrant. He didn't have any kind of means. And he preached the gospel from one place to the next. Elijah understood my blessing comes from the Lord. He comes to this widow's house. And when he comes to her house, she literally is preparing to die. She believes she's going to have her last meal and that's going to be it. Her sons and her are going to have their last meal. They've got a little bit of oil a little bit of meal and Elijah said the meal shall not waste and the oil shall not run dry as long as I'm with you because the Lord has commanded you hallelujah he has commanded you to bless me and do you know that in the middle of that very difficult time the oil stayed the oil stayed you know we don't see those kinds of miracles as often as as our pioneering fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers did because we know where to go get the oil. We know where to get all of our provisions. We know where to get all of our supplies. She didn't have those supplies. She had to depend on the Lord to provide the supplies. And when our, our trust is solely based on the Lord, that's when the miracles take place that we need God to provide in our life. Oh, hallelujah. And so she said, she was amazed because the oil never did run out. They'd pour the oil out and the oil would still be in the container it was just poured out of. Folks, that's a miracle of God. Elijah performed a miracle of oil. Oil in the word of the Lord represents the anointing of God. It was the oil that was poured upon the head of the priest. It was the oil that was poured upon the heads of the prophets. It was the oil that was poured upon the heads of the king. Anointed by God for his purpose, for his glory. And Elijah performed a miracle of oil which represents the anointing of God. Not only did he perform a miracle of oil, but Elijah performed a miracle of rain, water. He performed a miracle where he, he said the heavens will be shut up for the space of three and a half years. And they were shut up for the space of three and a half years. And then he said, and then they're going to give forth rain. Hallelujah. And when there was not a cloud in the sky for three and a half years, he kept telling his servant to go check because he said the rain's coming. The rain is coming. And the servant would run up and nothing, run up and nothing, run up and nothing. But on the seventh time, he said, I see the cloud as of a man's hand. And Elijah on that premise said, go tell everybody you can. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. 
He did not underestimate the day of small things. He did not underestimate the evidence of a small beginning. He knew that when God speaks it, it shall be done. It shall be done. Hallelujah. A miracle of water. A miracle of rain. That water is an indication of the beautiful, ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful water that we're baptized into and our sins are washed away. Hallelujah. The washing of water by the word. Can I tell you today, if you don't hear anything else I say, hear this. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call except a man be born of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. He performed a miracle of water. He performed a miracle of oil. One of his greatest miracles that God used him to perform was the miracle of fire. Hallelujah, that miracle of fire when the anoint, when the, when the fire of God fell and it fell upon an altar that should not have consumed because that altar was, was overlaid with barrels of water and there was no fire underneath it. And Elijah told Ahab to bring all the children of Israel together and he told Ahab to bring the 400 false prophets of Baal together and I want them to stand at this altar and, and you know there was a call for there to be an evening sacrifice a morning and an evening sacrifice but that had gone that had gone silent for so long it had been so long since they had performed a morning or an evening sacrifice but Elijah gathered them together for the evening sacrifice and said, if we'll do what God told us to do, if we'll obey his word, if we'll listen to his instructions, hallelujah, he will send fire. At evening time, there shall be light. And he laid that altar out the way it was supposed to be laid out. And he anointed it with water. I want you to know that when he called upon the Lord fire came out of heaven just as it had in the wilderness just as it had by the promises of God fire was issued from heaven hallelujah I want you to know that that is a type of the Holy Ghost we are anointed with the Holy Ghost we are baptized with the Holy Ghost the fire of the Holy Ghost ladies and gentlemen he was a prophet of God who worked miracles of divine significance amen he performed the miracle of raising a child from the dead this man performed miracles of God he was a prophet of the Lord and yet and yet in the passage of scripture we read you you, you don't really see him walking in that 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 bold confidence of a prophet of God who can call down fire from heaven. A prophet of God who can cause oil to stay. A prophet of God who can command the heavens to shut up for the space of three and a half years. And then command them to open. And they open up according to the word of the Lord. You see him underneath a juniper tree. Because word 
had got back to Jezebel through King Ahab, her husband. And King Ahab told Queen Jezebel that at this performing of the miracle of fire, 400 false prophets of Baal were destroyed. And Elijah was to blame. She sent word. The Bible said she sent a messenger to Elijah. And the messenger told Elijah, I, by tomorrow, this time tomorrow, I will do to you everything you did to those 400 prophets of Baal. You can count on it. It's done. And Elijah scrambled. It got to him. The word of Jezebel. Now, you got to understand something about Jezebel. Jezebel was possessed with an unclean spirit. She was driven and motivated by the heathen principalities that her father worshipped. And she brought that into Israel. And she turned the heart of Ahab. And she brought with her the snarling intimidation of her, of her religious practices. And she was imposing. This spirit that drove her was imposing these religious practices upon the people of God. And Elijah was the prophet that the Lord raised up to begin the demise of Queen Jezebel. And don't Think for a moment that that spirit that motivated Jezebel is something that just went away. Because that spirit is alive and well today. And the Bible even says that to the church at Thyatira, the Lord said, I have someone against you. Because you have allowed Jezebel to teach in the church. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. That spirit of Jezebel, that unclean, ungodly, rebellious, intimidating demon that controlled Jezebel is still trying to intimidate the church in 2020. And we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We are the church of the living God. We have the blood of Jesus applied to our lives. We are anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost. It's an intimidating spirit that tries to tell you you can't worship God. An intimidating spirit that tries to tell you you can't make it. An intimidating spirit that tries to tell you that all hope is lost. An intimidating spirit that tries to tell you your best days are behind you. We call on the fire of God from heaven. We call on the water of God from heaven. We call on the oil of the anointing to stay. Woo! Stay! Stay. Woo, hallelujah. I've come to tell you, we're seeing miracles today. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah, I appreciate that song. We need a move. Miracles, you do miracles right now. The Lord is doing miracles. Don't you think for one moment that because things have gotten a little topsy-turvy in our world that we're less anointed than what we were. I'm going to tell you that the oil stays. You can pour it out and it'll still be there. Hallelujah, you can pour out virtue and there's still virtue you can pour out faith and there's still faith hallelujah the bible said she sent messengers to elijah and those messengers came with a diabolical message from a devil possessed queen and and 
And they said, we've come to tell you that you will be dead by tomorrow. And the queen has let it be known. There's a warrant out for you, and, she, and she's done it to prophets before. One of the histories of Jezebel is her persecution of the prophets of the Lord. So Elijah, when he heard it, he knew she could do it. And it bothered him. Now, if I'm Elijah, you know, it's easy on this side of the equation. I'd be like, oh, I will call down fire. You come near me. Uh-uh, fire. Mm. Don't even try me. I'll bring the fire. But, but Elijah heard this word that she's coming to get me. And he went and hid under the juniper tree. And while he was hiding under the juniper tree, hallelujah, the Bible describes that the angel of the Lord touched him. He fell asleep and he wanted to die. He went from calling down fire and from calling down water and from making oil stay and from raising people back from the dead to wanting to die. And listen to what he said. He said, I'm no better than my father's. He immediately jumped to himself as being a failure. And he, and he began to believe the lie of the messenger. See, see, that's the, the, the Spirit's still doing this today. The Spirit sends messengers, messengers out to tell you all hope is lost. Messengers out to tell you you're going down. Messengers out to tell you that there's no sense in trying. Messengers out to tell you that things are getting worse and they're going to keep getting worse and it's just going to all explode into something that's worse than you can ever imagine. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You, get, you need to get back into the Word of God. You hear me? You need to get You need to get back into the word of God. Yes, I know about Antichrist. Yes, I know about Mark of the Beast. Yes, I know about Gog and Magog. Yes, I understand pestilence and earthquakes. I understand nation against nation and wars and rumors of wars. But that's not how this thing ends. You hear what I'm telling you? This thing ends in a glorious kingdom of God. A glorious kingdom. A government and a peace where there is no end. And that kingdom that is coming is already inside of you. It's in you right now. It's in you right now. Woo. The problem is you've begun to believe the messengers of Jezebel. You've begun to believe the intimidation from Jezebel. Where Jezebel speaks. And because she's done it before, you think she'll do it again. And so you go hide up under your juniper tree. I've come to shake your juniper tree. I've come to put an axe to your juniper tree. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to lay an axe to the root of the juniper tree. In the name of Jesus, it's time to repent. It's time to rise up. It's time to stand up. It's time to be strong and of good courage. It's time to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Timber. We're taking the juniper tree down. Because we go hide up under juniper trees and we sit in the shade of our self-loathing, our self-pity, our defeatist attitude, 
And we begin to believe the words of Jezebel. And the Bible says that while he slept under the juniper tree, the angel of the Lord came, touched him, and said, Arise and eat. And he looked, and there was a cake bacon on the coals. Now, don't get too excited. Because that word bacon doesn't mean bacon in the way you think it means. It's not a cake wrapped in bacon. I know some of you are like, look at God. He's giving me a cake wrapped in bacon. My God, have mercy. I knew God was good, but I didn't know he was this good. No, no, no. It's not a cake wrapped in bacon. It is a cake of bacon. Bacon. Not even baking Bacon. In other words, it's already baked. It's ready to eat. It's served. It's piping hot. It's ready to consume. The Lord, hallelujah, is my shepherd I shall not want. Hallelujah, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, is my provider. You don't have to be afraid in 2020. You can call upon the name of the Lord and he will provide for you. He said there was a cake baking on the coals. Where'd the coals come from? God brought a charcoal grill and was baking bread for Elijah to eat. And Elijah didn't even have to put it together. God commanded the ravens to feed him. God commanded the widow to feed him. And God commanded an angel to feed him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the angel of the Lord touched him and said, Arise and eat. There was a cruise of water at his head. He ate, he drank, he laid down again. The angel of the Lord touched him the second time, said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. If you think you're going to make this journey without prayer, you have another thing coming. If you think you're going to make this journey without worship, you've got another thing coming. If you think you're going to make this journey without sincerely seeking the face of God and sincerely turning from destructive habits, if you believe that you're going to somehow make this journey while continuing in your carnal ways, you've got another thing coming. The journey is too great for you. There's no downplaying or underestimating of the the, the greatness of this journey, okay? Here's what we refuse to underestimate. We're not going to underestimate the greatness of the journey, but we're also not going to underestimate the greatness of God. And when you tune into God, when you tap into God, when you stay close to God, He gives you grace for the journey. He came thither, He came to the mountain of Horeb. And do you know the Bible says that he went in the strength of the meat the angel provided. He went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't need one more bite of food for 40 days and 40 nights. Because what he ate was so satisfying. And he walked into the Mount Horeb. And he came, the Bible says, unto a cave. And he lodged in the cave. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? 
God led him to a mountain. God will bring you to a mountain. What do we do? We go find the nearest cave and hide ourselves, lodge in this cave. And the Lord shows up and said, what are you doing? What are you doing in this cave? And notice what he said. He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel. They have forsaken your covenant. They have thrown down your altars. They have slain your prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left. There's this feeling of despair when Jezebel starts trying to intimidate God's people. It's a feeling of despondency. It's nobody cares anymore about the things of God. It, it, it's like I had all this hope and all this faith and now, and now the altars are thrown down and the prophets are slain and, 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 and there's a hopelessness that starts setting in because you believed the messengers of Jezebel. But oh friend, he was talking to the right source. Hallelujah, the Lord. He was talking to the word of the Lord and the Bible said the word of the Lord said go forth stand upon the mount before the Lord see you've got to get out of your cave you got to get out of your man cave some of you are stuck in your man cave watching CNN and MSNBC and watching all sorts of different all sorts of different uh, messengers of Jezebel that are trying to feed you with all sorts of, of disinformation and all sorts of, of ideologies that are going to try to somehow put you in a position of anger and malice and wrath and hatred and I'm calling it out. It's a messenger of Jezebel and it's trying to destroy your faith. In the name of Jesus, get out the cave. Get out of the cave of carnality. Get out of the cave of fleshly mindedness. Get out of the cave. Stand on the mount before the Lord. And when you stand on the mount before the Lord, he will speak to you. The Bible said a whirlwind came by. How many have seen whirlwinds in 2020? And earthquakes came by. We've seen earthquakes in 2020. And fire showed up. We've seen fire in 2020. Do you know all three of those elements? The whirlwind, God spoke through the whirlwind when he spoke to Job. The, the, the fire, God spoke through the fire when he spoke to Moses in the burning bush. The earthquake, God spoke to all of Israel when he confirmed Moses over Korah by swallowing Korah with an earthquake. These were all tools God had used before to speak his word. But he was not in any of these at this moment. See, you're going back to hear him in ways you used to hear him. You need a fresh word today. I said you need a fresh word. You you can't depend, ladies and gentlemen, on a past experience. You might have called fire down before. You might have called water down before. You might have seen miracles before. But you need a word right now in this season. And if you'll call upon him with an open heart, an open Bible, and an open mind, he'll speak to you. Hallelujah. He will speak to you. Because while he's standing there, earthquake, boom, nothing. Whirlwind, nothing. Fire, nothing. But then a still small voice began to speak to Elijah. You know why you can't hear the still small voice? Because the messengers of Jezebel are ringing so loudly in your ears. You know why you can't hear the still small voice? Because the messengers of Jezebel have so drowned out your ability to hear anything of a spiritual nature. And the voice of God comes as a still small 
voice. It is so still and it is so small that if you are carnal, you will not hear it. It is so still and it is so small that, that the voice of one messenger from Jezebel can distract you from hearing it. But if you will, if you will stand on the mount before the Lord and listen and pray and repent, he will speak to you. Notice what the Lord said to Elijah. And he, and he asked him again the same question he asked him in the cave. And you know what? In the cave you'll have questions without answers. God didn't give him an answer in the cave. God gave him a question in the cave. But he didn't give him an answer in the cave. But when he got out of the cave, he had answers to his questions. See, as long as you're in the cave, you're going to have tons and tons of questions. All of which will be unanswered. Unanswered by God. Oh, the messengers of Jezebel would be glad to fill that vacuum. They'd be glad to answer all your questions. Every question you've ever had. But the devil is a liar. And he's the father of liars. And you can't trust a word that he says. So why do you try to glean the good from the messengers of Jezebel? When every word that comes out of his mouth is untrue. And even the words that, that, that grammatically are correct are twisted. And the emphasis is placed on the wrong word. And, 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 and so that's what he did with, with Eve when he talked about Eve becoming as God. She was already made in the image of God. But he lied and twisted the words in the way that he wanted her to receive them. And that's what the enemy tries to do to the church. And he won't do it in Jesus' name. He won't do it in Jesus' name because we overcome intimidation. This is the same intimidation that tried to trap you in your sins. But you walked out of that in the name of Jesus. This is the same intimidation that tried to tell you you couldn't be saved. But you receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus he received an answer and the answer was go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus and when you come I want you to anoint Haziel to be king over Syria and Jehu to be king over Israel and Elisha to be the prophet in your stead I have 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, won't, I won't get into the symbolism of that number. I won't get into the message God was delivering Elijah about perfection and completion and letting him know this thing, this is a perfect, there is perfection already happening. And you need to take confidence, Elijah, in understanding that I have it all under control. You're not alone. You're not the only one who loves me. You're not the only one who worships me. This is still my kingdom. This is still my purpose. This is still my providence at work. I still have everything under control. Hallelujah. Don't you get caught. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Our world is in chaos, but our Bible told us this would happen. We, we see it in this communist revolution that's trying to raise its head in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gog and Magog trying to raise their head. The hook has been set in their jaw, and they are being drawn to battle. This atheistic, ungodly ideology, this doctrine of devils that has been hatched out of hell. It is something that God is drawing into conflict so that he can judge it. 
Don't you get discouraged. You lift up your heads. Look up. Your redemption is drawing nigh. You keep your eye on Jesus. You keep preaching Jesus. You keep loving the saints. You keep reaching the lost. This is going, my God have mercy. This is going to be all right in the end. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. You know what I feel? I feel the Holy Ghost settling on somebody, letting you know. I have 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. I've got this. It's under control. It's going to be all right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, hallelujah, shall be added unto you. For the Father knows that you have need of these things. Glory to the name of Jesus. You know what Elijah did? Elijah to overcome intimidation. He heard the word of the Lord. You must hear the word of the Lord. You must get back into this Bible and be uplifted and edified and strengthened by the word of God. Reminded that the Lord is in control. Hallelujah. It's not, listen, this Bible doesn't just have words to make you feel good, to give you a good little feeling. No, these are the words of spirit. And these are the words of life. And the Lord said, I want you to go your way. You have work to do. Church, got, got to get out of the cave. You've got work to do. The work we have to do is to anoint. Anoint the next generation. Hallelujah. Anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Anoint Jehu to be king over Israel. Anoint Elisha to be the next prophet in your stead. You've got to endure this moment for the future, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God for Elijahs who don't wish to die and stay in that position. But they get up from the juniper tree and they step up out of the cave and they say, I will not stay in this defeated mentality. I will endure this moment. I will fight through this moment. I'll come through this moment by the power of the Holy Ghost that's inside of me. I'm going to tell you why I'm here today. I'm here preaching in 2020 because of some forefathers who made it. They made it through trial. They made it through adversity. They made it through persecution. They made it through heresy. They made it through false accusation. They made it through intimidation after intimidation. And I'm here today because they made it. There's somebody depending on you to make it. There's somebody depending on you to keep your faith. There's somebody depending on you. You may not see them because they're little. They're little people. And, they, and you, may, you may overlook them. But I'm going to tell you, so don't overlook them. The Lord said, anoint them. Anoint them with prayer. Anoint them with a good example. Anoint them. Hallelujah. We're going to get through this because the Bible says we're going to get through this. No. We refuse to be intimidated. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Anytime the Bible says something twice, you better take note of it. Verily, verily. Abraham, Abraham. 
Moses, Moses. Saul, Saul. Line upon line, line upon line. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, here a little, there a little. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That's a witness in heaven and a witness in earth. Wait on the Lord. My God, the promises of God are yay. That's the witness in heaven. And amen. That's the witness on earth. When God says yay, we say amen. Somebody say amen. Let the church say amen. Somebody with faith say amen. Somebody with courage say amen. Come on, lift up your hands and your heart and give God praise this morning. Come on, give him praise this morning. Come on and give him praise this morning. Come on, stand with me in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice and praise him right now. Lift up your hands and your heart and praise him right now. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We magnify your name, oh God. Woo, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, love him right now. Praise him right now. Worship him right now. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. He is worthy to be praised. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we've been trying to be careful, be cautious. We've been trying to make sure we do our due diligence. But we want the Lord to have his way. We want the Lord to have his way. I want to invite you, if you want to stay where you are and pray, I want you to do that. Lift up your hands and give him praise. And just let the Lord minister to you right now. We're going to sing and we're going to seek God. If you would like to come to the front of this place, we just ask you to space out from the person next to you by six feet or more. And, and, and feel free to come and seek the face of God right now in the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost is in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of our God. Blessed be the name of our God. Hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. <laughs> I need you, Jesus. Lord, I need you in this place. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost is in this house. I need you, Jesus. I need your guidance. I need your comfort. I need the power of your spirit. Yes, yes, yes. We're not intimidated by the works of the adversary. We're not intimidated by the works of the adversary. The Lord is on our side. He is with us and he is for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it. Go ahead and seek him right now in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and seek him right now in the name of Jesus. Heal 
Come on, if you have a need right now and you can feel that spirit of intimidation, I want you to come forward and let the power of the Holy Ghost move upon you with newfound anointing and strength in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wait on the Lord and He'll renew Wait, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Seek his face. Seek his face. Seek his face. Let him move on you right now. Come on, lift up your hands under him and let him move on you right now. 